and Central Standard Time. We're just so grateful for the men that take time out of their schedule to join us each and every Tuesday and Thursday morning. The National Men's Prayer Call has been making so much, having so many things going on, and this is not an exception for the month of October. Uh, God has blessed us here with the topic, uh, the power of productivity. And I'll tell you what, we had our own uh, Pastor Raphael pouring to us here last week, and it was just outstanding kickoff. And it's not any exception today. We have a gentleman that's uh, he's not a stranger to call, but he's definitely uh, so important to us here with the National Men's Prayer Call because he has been giving us a blessing us with so many other outstanding speakers. Uh, so he's going to be pouring into us here today. You'll hear more about him coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to just continue on to just thank you. We're going to just thank God uh, for this year opportunity. Hallelujah. We don't take it for granted because October the 6th, 2020, this day was not promised, but God made it possible. So we're going to praise God this morning. We're going to thank him for what he's already done for us and what he's doing for us here, here at the National Men's Prayer Call. Also, we want to just uh, take time out this morning to thank our uh, leader, Dr. Kenneth Green, uh, for spearheading this here National Men's Prayer Call. We're so grateful for this outstanding man of God. And we also thank God for the lady that stands behind him. Also stand with him, I should say, uh, Mrs. First Lady uh, Mary Green. We're grateful for her and we just thank God for them. Hallelujah. Lord, just thank you. Thank you for this year. Uh, outstanding uh, couple, Lord. And we just thank you for just blessing their household, blessing their ministry. And Lord, we just thank you. Anything they put their hands to will prosper. Hallelujah. So we thank God for them this morning. Men of God, let's go ahead and go before God in prayer so I can get this gentleman out of the bullpen because I know he's fired up. He's already ready to go. And I just thank God for him once again. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, we're coming to you this morning, Lord. First of all, we want to say thank you once again. We thank you once again for the opportunity, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You made this day possible, Lord. And we're going to just rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says that your blessings are new every morning. And Lord, we thank you. This is the new morning. So we know that your blessing is upon us. And Lord, we don't take anything for granted, Lord. Father, because we put our trust and faith in you and not in man. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. And Lord, we thank you for ordering our steps. Thank you for directing us, guiding us, encouraging us, Lord. But Lord, most of all, Lord, Father, we just thank you, Father, for just meeting every need according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's no lack. There's no want, Lord. I thank you right now, Father, someone that's maybe believing right now, Father, for not only just for a job, Lord, but I just thank you for giving them a peace of mind, Lord, giving them a peace of mind, Lord, because there's so many things that's taking place right now in the world that we're living in, Lord. It seems like we're confused, but we're not, Lord, because your word says that, Father, it would never return void. And Lord, we just put our trust and faith in you, Lord. And we thank you right now, Lord, that you've already flattened the curve, Lord. As I'm speaking right now, Lord. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. Father, your word said it would be times like this, Lord, but for us to fret not. And Father, that you know that you're all shield and our help in time of need. Well, this is the time that we need your help, Lord. We need your, your guidance, your directions, your, your, the patience that you've already given us, Lord, through the Holy Spirit. 
I thank you for that this morning, Lord. And Father, I just pray, Lord, for each and every person, Lord, that's dealing with any type of depression, anxiety, any attack that the enemy may try to come against us. No weapon formed against us will prosper. That's what the word of God says. And Lord, thank you for that, Lord. Oh, God, we're just so grateful for this morning for that. And Lord, I just thank you right now for each and every man that's taking time out to receive the word this morning from the man of the hour. I pray in advance right now, Lord, you would just cover him with the blood of Jesus. Pray for him, not only his business, Lord, but for his family. And Father, anything that he put his hands to will prosper. And we just thank you for this outstanding man of God. And Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, once again, Lord, for every need to be met in each and every man's household. We're grateful for that and we thank you for it. And thank you also for complete healing in each and every man's body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. <laughs> we bind any attack. The enemy's always lurking. He's always trying to create havoc. But the devil is a lie and Jesus is the Messiah. So we thank you right now for that. Ah, thank you for that. And Lord, we just thank you right now for blessing us with our helpmate. The word of God says that a house can't stand if it's divided. And two cannot be together except they agree on the word. It's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. And Lord, I just thank you right now for offspring, Lord. And just pray for those, Lord, that's going to school, going back to school, Lord, that are in school right now and doing ones that are on virtual learning. Allow them to be focused, Lord. But most of all, Lord, cover them right now, Lord. Cover their mind, Lord. Father, we bind any distraction, Lord. I just pray for each and every student right now, worldwide. And Lord, I just thank you for the faculty, Lord. Just lift them up, Father, as they go back to do, go back to school, Lord, whatever their situation is right now. I just ask you to cover them right now with the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, for healing, for the health of the President of the United States. The word of God says for us to pray for those that are in leadership position. So if I just ask right now, Father, that you would just heal this body. Lord, we don't have to know circumstances, Lord, but we know you and we trust you, Lord. So we thank you for that. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory for those that are asking for prayer. Father, just ask right now and continue to lift up my friend, Roland Brooks, continue to just heal his body in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now for healing over him. And Lord, I just ask the men of God to continue to lift up my friend Clay English family. Lord, we had his homegoing service Saturday. What a beautiful service it was. And we just thank you right now for his family. Give them the comfort, the mom, the comfort that she needs. Oh, God, Lord, the pain that I know was in her, Lord. But I just know, Father, oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I know who you are. So we trust you, Lord, you be with them during this time. We thank you for it. Now. And we just thank you once again for this opportunity. <clears throat> well, great morning, everybody. We are so excited and delighted to just be in your presence and talking to you this morning. Um, listen, I just want to just uh, just share this guy that's getting ready to um, to speak with us this morning. We are uh, we reach, we're reaching out to transformational thought leaders from across the country, really across the world. And we were fortunate enough to, um, several months ago, be able to uh, connect with Dr. Reuben West. Now, if you don't know Dr. West, I promise you, put your seatbelt on and get ready to get ready. This brother is, uh, he's in the Black Belt Hall of Fame. 
He's in the Speaker's Hall of Fame, and he rubs shoulders with some of the toughest, strongest, most powerful thought leaders on the scene today. He's trained hundreds of uh, powerful speakers, incredible in their own rights. So this morning, we're going to hear from him as he talks about productivity and the, the necessity for consistency in creating productivity as an entrepreneur, as a, as a man of God, as a, as a family, as, as a person that wants to see growth in their community, in their churches, in their homes. This is the subject matter that you want to pay attention to. Now, I want to just direct your attention to the fact that the National Men's Prayer Call was recently featured in a four-page spread in Epitome Magazine. And if you don't know Epitome Magazine, it is the largest uh, culturally sensitive Christian magazine on the, on the planet today. They did a four-page spread on the National Men's Prayer Call. It's getting and gaining momentum with one purpose in mind, to give men a safe place to pray and a powerful place to be able to receive spiritually enhanced personal development. And that's exactly what Dr. West offers this morning, a personal development plan that will help you to go from where you are to where God designed and desires for you to be. So with that being said, it's our honor to present Dr. Ruben West. Dr. West, are you there? Oh, I'm here and I'm ready to go. And like he said, strap in because we're about to get started. Listen, I've got two pictures to show you this morning before we get started. I've got two pictures. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share my screen I already got permission to share my screen. I'm going to share my screen, and I want to show you these two pictures. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to share my screen, and I'm going to show you these two, do, these two pictures, and I want you to see this. This is, this is good. D can you see this picture, Johnny Mac? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now, no now, for those of you who are driving and you can't see this picture, let me show you what's going on in this picture. I, I'm bending over. I've got my jacket on, my son's in his suit, and I'm bending over. He has... He, he's he's thinking he's a and watch this we're in nairobi kenya wow i did it in nairobi kenya and my son is about to take the stage and i'm bending over and i'm saying something to him now now watch this i'm gonna show you one other picture and then this is him just in it this is him just doing it i'm training him to be a world leader i'm i'm training him to be a speaker i'm training him to solve problems and so so what i wanted you to see real quick was that that when we were in Nairobi, Kenya, my son got up on the stage and I went and I said something to him. Now watch this, that's, that's all I needed you to see. The rest is you and me. Now, <laughs> let me tell you what I said to him. I said, Robinson, don't forget what I tell you. Did you hear what I said? I said, Robinson, don't forget what I tell you. See, every single morning, every single morning I wake him up and here's how I wake him up. I shake him and while I'm shaking him, I start off shaking him really soft. And I say, you're full of greatness and possibility. 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 And I keep saying it until he wakes up. So when he wakes up, he hears me in his ear saying what? You're full of greatness and possibility. And then what I do is throughout the day, I'll have him go stand in front of the mirror and look at himself. And guess what I tell him to say? You're full of greatness and possibility. You're full of greatness and possibility. Now, it's not me saying it to him. It's him saying it to himself. Ruben, why is that important? Let me tell you why it's important. Because in this life, when we need consistency, when we need productivity, when we're trying to make a difference, when we're trying to change lives, when we're trying to go to the next level, there's going to be people who come against us. 
There's going to be people who tell us all kinds of things. There's, there's going to be people who tell us what we can't do, what we shouldn't even try, what we shouldn't attempt. And you know what they're going to say is that you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Look at your background. Look where you came from. We know your lineage. We know your parents. We knew where you grew up. We know how much money y'all had when y'all was growing up. They're going to tell you all of those things. Guess what? When my son goes to be the leader that I've called him to be and God has called him to be, they're going to say that to him. But you know what I want him to hear? In the back of his mind, I want his dad in his ear saying what? You're full of greatness and possibility. You're full of greatness and possibility. You're full of greatness and possibility. Now, why is that important? Because he's going to need a voice to overcome the negative voices that he's going to hear. I already know that. I already know that. How do you know, Ruby? Because I heard them. <laughs> they said it to me. Now, guess what? I didn't listen. I didn't listen. But for a long time, I did. For a long time, I did. And so we're talking about productivity through consistency. Now, let me, let me back up something and tell you one thing I just said, and let me see if you caught it. I said every day when he wakes up. Did somebody catch that? No, I didn't say on Mondays. I, di I didn't say on Mondays when he wakes up. And I didn't say on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when he wakes up. I said every day when I go in there to wake him up, I say, you're full of greatness and possibility. Why? Because it has to be consistent. It has to be done over and over and over and over and over again because it's got to take root. And so if we're talking about productivity, what we're really talking about is consistency because consistency is the only way to be productive. Now, now there are some people right now who are not where they want to be. And I don't care where it is. I'm not judging. I'm not here to judge. I don't care. But all I want you to see is no matter where you are, you've consistently made an appointment to be there. There are some people who said, hey, I'm going to start a new weight loss regimen. I'm a, I'm 100 pounds overweight. Guess what? You consistently made a regimen to get there. You could not get there one day a week. No, you did it consistently. And so now you're going to consistently create a new regimen. That's what we have to do is we have to just be consistent. Now, there's some people, Dr. Uh, Johnny Mac that say, hey, you know what? Uh, these are rough times that we're living in, and and I wish it was like it was in 2019, and I wish it like was like it was in 2018, and and that's okay. Uh, Robert Davis in his book A View from the Attic, he said this. He said the world is full of people whose notion of a satisfactory future is the return to an idealized past. Did you get that? It's not coming back. <laughs> you can want it all you want, but it's not coming back. The only thing we can do is see what we can adjust right now to make this big difference. Now, I'm going to share with you something that you probably know uh, and that you probably witnessed for yourself. And my only goal is to get you to see the power of consistency. Uh, it is October. Uh, we'll go into November and then we'll go into December and then watch what's going to happen. What's going to happen is New Year's. And they're going to be all these people who make a new New Year's resolution. They say, you know what I'm going to do? This year, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to change this, and I'm going to change that. And they said that most New Year's resolutions have already played themselves out by the 21st of January. <laughs> by the 21st of January, they're already done. And watch this. Let me show you something. They say they do it every year. So at least they're consistent on that end, right? But unfortunately, they're not consistent where it counts. They're not consistent where it counts. And where does it count? It counts when you're going to change your life. It counts when you're going to make a difference. And so what they run into is not the fact that they don't want to, to make a difference. Where they run into is the fact that they're not consistent.
And so what do we have to be or what do we have to do to change our level of productivity through consistency? Well, uh, Alan Dushman in his book, Change or Die, let me tell you what he said. He said, people would rather die than change. And when I read that, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. What do you mean people would rather die than change? And so as I started to digest the book and as I started to read the content, I realized he was right. Let me, let me see if I can help y'all. Um, I remember working at the hospital. I worked in surgery for 29 years. And I remember there'd be days I'd go out of the hospital and, and literally there'd be people out there with an IV pole in their hospital gown and a cigarette. An IV pole, a hospital gown and a cigarette. Something about that doesn't go together. There's people who are told, hey, you gotta quit smoking or you're gonna what? Die. Do they quit smoking? No. There's people who say, hey, you gotta quit eating this type of food. You've gotta eat, quit eating these fatty things, these sugary things, or you're gonna start losing toes. You're gonna start losing feet. Uh, you can even die. Do they stop doing it? No. Alan Dushman said people would rather die than change. And, and when you really break it down, uh, he, in some ways he's right, but I don't think they would rather die than change. I think they don't have a strategy for the change. You understand? They don't have a strategy for the change. If they knew a way to do it without having to die, they would. So in the book, he gives us three-step strategy. I want this you to write this down real quick because I want to give you some solutions. Number one, he said, relate. Three R's, relate. You have to give them someone that they can relate to. That, that someone that they can look at and say, okay, I see what they're doing. I, I understand what they're doing. I, I can see myself doing that. you got to give them someone they can relate to. Number two, you got to give them steps they can repeat. The second R is repeat. See, it's this simple. If When you go to the gym, if you get in a group of healthy, fit people and you start repeating all the stuff that they're doing and eating all the things that they're doing, guess what? You're going to get the changes that they get. And then he said the third R is reframe. So relate, repeat, reframe. What happens is when you give them somebody they can relate to, when you give them repeatable processes and steps that they can follow, over time it reframes their thinking about their possibility to do what you're doing or what they're trying to do. That's how you get consistent. That's why the men's prayer call was featured in the magazine because they're consistent. They're on here routine and regular. You know that you could tune in, you could get a message on the men's prayer call. Let me tell you why this is important because we're trapped by the power of habit. We're, we're trapped by the power of habit. Warren Buffett said the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Yeah, you know, all of those people who say, you know what, I'm going to make this change New Year's resolution, they really believe it. They really mean it until they try to change that habit. And then they're too heavy. For whatever reason, they can't make that change. And so now they find themselves back to doing what they were committed to quitting. And so in order to have an extraordinary life, you have to resist the ordinary things. And then the other, other thing you have to do is you have to have vision. And so when you're talking about productivity and when you're talking about consistency, you're really talking about what is your vision? What is your vision? Because watch this, vision creates belief and belief creates behavior change. Watch this. Um, so many times we make the mistake of focusing on the behavior. And so 
we tell people do this and do that and you should do this and don't you know you should hold yourself to this standard and don't you know you should carry yourself in this way i suggest that we're making a mistake when we try to get them to focus on the behavior with my son robinson i don't go up there and tell him stand this way on stage and point your foot this way and turn your head. I, I don't focus on that. What do I focus on? I focus on his belief. What do I say? You're full of greatness and possibility. Watch this. When you change the belief, the be behavior automatically changes. I'm going to say that again. When you can change their belief, the behavior automatically changes. And so when you get them to believe that they're destined for greatness, when you get them to believe that they're destined for more, the behavior already changes. Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he was asked, how could people survive the unspeakable cruelties of Nazism? And he said, one of three things. Number one, they had a loved one that they were committed to see. Number two, their belief in God. And number three, they were committed to a cause greater than themselves. Do, do, do you see that the belief created the behavior that allowed them to survive things that most of us can't even talk about? It was their belief. And so I suggest that when we look out and we see men that are not carrying themselves the right way, when we look out and we see areas in our life where we're not functioning the right way, when we look at relationships and they're not being handled the right way, what I suggest is that we don't just focus on the the structure of the relationship, and we don't just focus on the activity that we should be doing. I think we have to go back and look at the belief that we've held about that relationship or the belief that we've held about ourselves because belief affects behavior. And so if you find yourself doing things that, that you know you shouldn't be doing, what are you doing not just to change the behavior, but what are you doing to change that belief? because belief creates behavior. And, and what I know sometimes as men, now here's the key, sometimes as men, we've been put in positions where we're supposed to know. We're, we're put in positions to lead families where we're supposed to know. We're put in positions at work and at church where we're supposed to know. And then what happens is when we don't know, and I'm just being honest, when we don't know, we don't feel comfortable to ask the question because we don't want people to know that we don't know, <laughs> right? That's a trick of the enemy that you don't know, but we don't want anybody to know that we don't know. So we don't ask anybody. I don't know if he's on here right now, but my friend, Roland Manny, I just reached out to him just the other day. I said, Roland, I need your help. There's some things that you do very well that I don't do as well. And, and I need your help. And I want to know if you can help me. And so Les Brown said, ask for help not because you're weak, ask for help because you're strong and ask for help because you want to remain strong and don't stop asking until you get it. What he said is you have to be consistent in your asking because a lot of us will ask a time or two. A lot of us, we will, we'll ask a time or two, but when we don't get the help that we want, we stop asking. We'll even say, so I asked them, they didn't do it. Yeah, I, I went and talked to them. They, they said, no, they wouldn't help me. Well, I went and looked it up. I didn't find it. Some of us have already wrote the ending before the beginning, Johnny Mac. Some of us have wrote the ending before the beginning. Let me tell you how it sounds. I'm going to call them. I'm going to call this job one more time. And if they don't answer, I'm done. See, they wrote the ending before they ever wrote the beginning. They already know what the quit line is. They already know when they're going to give up. Look, I'm going to reach out to her one more time. And if she doesn't call me back, I'm done.
Okay. But, but maybe that next time after that was the time they're going to reach back. Maybe if you call one additional time, they would call you back. Maybe they're looking to see who's going to be consistent and persistent to give the job to. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. And, you, and you're trying to make the decision. Do, do I answer? Do I listen? Do I call one more time? Because what I'm going to suggest is it's going to come down to your commitment to be consistent. Is it, is it easy? Uh, oftentimes it's not because whenever we're doing one thing, it means we have to stop doing another thing. And most of the time we don't, we make a list of what we need to do. Watch this guys, this is this just being honest. Most of the time we make a list of what we need to do, but we don't make a list of what we need to stop doing. And so what happens is we're trying to do all this new stuff and we didn't cut out anything. It, where, where does that make sense at? You, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing this and that. But we don't say what we're going to stop doing. And sometimes we have to draw a line in the sand. And so here's what I know. That when I wanted to start a surgical assistant company, I drew a line in the sand. So many people said, Ruben, you got you to still be a surgical tech. You got to still keep doing it. I'm not doing that anymore. I drew that line in the sand that I have a plan A and a plan A only. That's it, that's my line in the sand. When I said I was gonna be a global speaker in 2016, when I said, look, I, I'm done with surgery. I'd worked in surgery for 29 years from 1987 when I was 18 for 29 years. I said, I'm done. My mom, she said, Ruben, uh, tell me you renewed your license. Tell me you renewed your certification, mom. I renewed my commitment to being a global speaker. That stuff, I'm done, right? I drew a line in the sand. I am done. When it comes to consistency, when it comes to persistence, when it comes to getting what we want to get, we have to make a commitment to not only what we're willing to do, but fellas and ladies, if you're listening, we have to make a commitment to what we're going to stop doing. When I talk to my son Robinson and tell him, you're full of greatness and possibility. I'm not just focusing on his behavior. I'm focusing on his belief. And that belief will change the behavior. That belief will help him draw a line in the sand. That belief will help him say, there's some things I'm no longer going to do. Now watch this. It's a seed and it's planted. He's only eight. He's only eight, so, so he doesn't really even understand what greatness and, and possibility is yet. But when I keep telling him and I keep showing him and I keep explaining it to him and I keep saying it to him and he keeps saying it and he keeps hearing it, it's the seed that's planted that develops over time through persistence and consistency. Will it be easy? If it's easy, you're doing the wrong thing because greatness requires a challenge. Will it be hard? Probably. Can we do it? Yes, we can. What do we have to do? If we're struggling, get around some people, watch this. You can relate to, you can repeat some positive things that they're doing and allow it to reframe your behavior. I'm Dr. Ruben West and here's what I want you to know. Don't focus on the behavior change, focus on the belief because belief changes the behavior and that's the way to become consistent. Back to you fellas. Awesome job, Dr. West. Amazing job. Thank you so much. 
Uh, and that's one of the best things about the power of productivity. There's so many great things that you said, but in that part of, that we relate and repeat and refrain from it, you know, I had to pull up a scripture that, that says everything from a Christian standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. in this transformational space that we operate in because the word is very clear it says we will be conformed to the image of christ right right and if we're going to do that if you are a believer in that right then you have to participate in the process how can we get conformed to the image of christ and it's like god is coming down here being a genie and just boom so derek you're transformed that ain't it it is part that we have to participate in and then to navigate and to evolve ourselves. Scripture over here, if you don't mind writing an extra note that Dr. West can put on there too. It is Ephesians 4th chapter 22 through 24. It reads, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, through bad behaviors, mm -hmm. and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self that we are transforming, that you are actively understanding, you're making a decision to relate, to repeat, and to refrain from your old self. And it's created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. That's what we're doing. We're Act, we are participating in that process because like Dr. West said, you got to have a vision to create a belief. And then you have to have a belief which creates new habits. And we're refraining, we're taking off the old self, renewing of our mind and transforming into this new creation that there is a new Sederic that has a destiny within the kingdom of God and we're doing it. And the beautiful thing about what Dr. West said is that he's planting these seeds into his son Robinson even at this early age, but for us to do it, we have to already have done it to plant seeds, right? Because, you know, within that one fruit, if y'all imagine this in that fruit, everything that you are going to become is already within you, right? Mm -hmm. A seed is within a fruit and to, to, to become it, God has already planted it in you. And then to replicate it, to repeat it within Robinson, mm -hmm. he has to take one of those seeds and then plant it in him. Yeah. So it is our duty to make sure that we do it. It is our destiny. That's when God says that he wants to go out of here and, 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 and take over the world when he told Adam that. And what he's saying is that take that seed I planted in you where you replicate me because you're, you're me on this planet, right? You, you put in authority over here. So go out and replicate me. That's all discipleship is. It's yep. the art of one, you master it in your mind, you put the steps in there to become the best iteration of yourself, and then you go out into the world and make and duplicate another you, make more disciples, but your main standard that you put in just a position is Jesus Christ, because he's our standard. Don't word, I ain't gonna oh, step on none of that, doc, you amazing job, and so... Mm -hmm. As we travel along this month, as we keep repeating the information and making sure that we understand and unpack the power of productivity, because at the end of the day, when we say this all the time, my big brother taught me this, my life has to work. My life has to work. It has to have productivity. We cannot be in here and just be being busy and, and, and occupying space without being productive. We've been down here to, to, to do a great work that God has for us. And so with that in mind, please join us on from every Tuesday and Thursday as we pull along this month and make sure that we unpack. And most importantly, give us tools that we can do it. Without that knowledge, because our people will perish in this space, you gotta make sure that we have these tools. So join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays as we continue this, uh, 
um, the power of productivity to get, up, to get us better. In this place, God, let me go ahead and make a prayer, uh, say our prayer so we can get up here and get, get busy. Uh, just join me in this space. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the speaker, Father. We ask that you bless him and his ministry and his family uh, and give them everything that they absolutely need to keep pushing the agenda of the kingdom, Father, and being productive and maximizing every bit of potential that Dr. West has within him, Father, and that through all of it that you be glorified. In that like fashion, Father, do the same for us. Equip us and have the universe respond, giving us everything that we need. Most importantly, Father, spark and ignite that desire within us to grow, to make sure that we do all the things that you've designed us to do. We love you. We honor you. Now we live for you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Thank you. Bye, brothers. Thanks, Dr. West. Awesome, sir.